With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos. C-H-A-O-S. Critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey folks, what's happening? Welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Hit me up, fullcountchaos at gmail.com, Twitter at fullcountchaos, all the good shit. Well, it's uh, right around the corner. The season, 2020 baseball season that I thought and still have in the back of my mind uh, may not happen because this virus is just hitting everybody. The MLB testing was kind of shit in the bed in the beginning there. And now it sounds like Santander and Dwight Smith have the old COVID. Live saying he's not going to announce those details definitely, in my opinion, gives it away. You know, it's like asking a friend, dude, I heard you shit your pants last week on your date with Carrie. And he's like, hey, it's none of your business. I'm, I'm not going to talk about my personal business on what happens with my dates, whether or not I shit, you know, and I cut him off. Oh, yeah, you shit your pants, dude. You shit your pants. You know, the, the, the correct answer was no, <laughs> I didn't shit my pants. What the hell are you talking about? So anytime you hear someone say, eh, not going to talk about that. I don't know. Doesn't look good. And I respect Elias not throwing people's business out there. So I do respect that. But I think we're all sitting here going, yep, that's COVID. So that's not promising. Hearing that the virus is is hopefully not making its way through the Orioles organization. I'd be a little panicky if I was on the Orioles right now. You know, it's one thing for Elias to say, look, you know, I'm not I'm not going to talk about people who are getting sick and, and with COVID and stuff like that. But I can tell you Santander and Dwight Smith are fine. They have family business that they're dealing with. Everybody's OK. That is a, is a little different than saying I'm not saying shit <laughs> about these two. So I hope I'm wrong, you know. I mean, a lot of people are getting scared of the virus. Other players are opting out. Nick Markakis opted out. I, I was surprised about that. But, you know, shit. His, uh, his reasoning makes 100% sense on why he does not want to play. I think Freeman on his team's really sick. And I think Markakis spoke to him and said, how sick are you? Yeah, fuck this. Nick Markakis almost kicked my ass one year. <laughs> I'm going to tell that story a little bit later. It's not the most exciting story, but when I uh, was reading about Nick Markakis opting out, I, I said to myself, that's right. Forgot about that. I didn't I didn't make uh, Nick Markakis too happy. Uh, a lot to go over. Yasiel Puig, news came out today. And as I'm recording, I haven't found any details of what they offered Puig, talking about the Orioles. I was getting a lot of texts that were coming in and people shooting me over emails and, and uh, I did get a call. Did you hear what happened? I was actually hiking in the woods with my wife. My wife and I were trying to get some exercise in. 
So we went to uh, Patapsico Park. And, uh, you know, you may not be familiar with that, but it's a uh, ginormous park here in, in Baltimore. But we were walking the trails, and so I wasn't exactly uh, on my phone when that news broke at first. But I'll, I'll go into that, my opinion about uh, the Orioles possibly picking up Puig if he accepts the offer. Again, I don't see any details of what they offered. And thing about podcast is you upload an episode, and it's like an, <laughs> 10 minutes later after you upload it, like the breaking news happens. Here's how much they offered, and here, you know all these additional details that you wish you had while you were recording. But right now, I don't see any details uh, of money offered to Puig. A lot to go over, like I said. You can hit me up, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. And uh, one thing I do want to get to, I saw a movie. I always like talking about movies that I saw. Uh, I love hearing from you guys. Any recommendations, uh, Netflix, TV shows, movies, whatever it is, hit me up. Love to hear from you guys. I rewatched for probably the 50th time. It's called Balls of Fury. It's a ping pong movie. It's a comedy. Um, I don't usually go out of my way to watch the movie. It's just it seems like it's on all the time, and when it is, I watch it. I sit down, I make sure I'm not doing anything, and I watch it because I think it's fucking hilarious. Other than King of New York, I think that is Christopher Walken's best movie he's ever done. Fucking hilarious. He's great in that movie. Okie dokie, artichokey. First of all, I know getting here was the commute from hell. I have to be a smidge off the beaten track here. But a friend of mine, we were going back and forth on text about that movie, whether or not it's overrated. I think it's, I think it's extremely underrated. Maybe it's in the top 15, top 20, because there are a lot of damn funny comedy movies I've seen out there in the past 20 years. But we, uh, we were going back and forth, and he thinks it's overrated. I think it's completely underrated. So I, I, I would love to hear from you guys. Again, you know, I know it's non-sports related, and, and sometimes on this show we go down that path, and you know, we get a, we get a little. We get a little sidetracked, you know what I mean? But if there's a movie out there, a TV show, or something that you just feel, you know what, I've always thought it was overrated, or you, you think something's underrated, a very simple shit. Again, fullcountks at gmail.com, or hit me up on Twitter. I think, before I move on, I'm just going to end with this. Pulp Fiction, I think it's overrated. There, I said it. No, God, please, no! You say that to some people, and they look at you like they want to murder you. I said that to a friend of mine years ago in a restaurant. He started making a scene, throwing shit, banging his fist on the table. Manager comes over. What the hell's going on? My friend's like, he says Pulp Fiction's overrated. Manager looks at me, get the hell out of my restaurant right now. It's like, what the fuck is up with people in Pulp Fiction? I just think it's overrated. I think it's a great movie. I do. I think it's a, I shouldn't say great. I think it's a good movie. But I don't think, you know, you talk to some people, they think it's the greatest movie that's ever been made. And Quentin Tarantino does great movies. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood right now is my favorite movie he's ever done. So anyway, if there's anything out there that you feel is overrated, underrated, love to hear from you pertaining to movies. Or fuck it, you can do uh, sport players, whatever you want to do. Love to hear from you. Um, Also, before I move on, I want to give a big thanks to Craig for the donation he sent to me. Uh, You know, you can go on uh, fullcountchaos.com. If you're feeling, feeling generous, I'm obviously going to put that towards the show to keep it running longer because it does cost money to run these things. So, Craig, thank you so much. Uh, of course, stuff like that. It, it means a lot to me. It means so much to me that you guys even take the time to tune in. But doing something like that is awesome. So he's on my take care of list. All right? Take care of list is tickets, T-shirts, all that good shit. 
And it's a shame I can't uh, pass out tickets this year. I did the uh, last couple years. Just said, hey, if you want them, email them to me. I'll pull your name out of a hat. Boom, there you go. And I don't, I don't put that on Twitter or anywhere on social media. If you're a listener, if you're a fan that actually tunes in and, and you hear it, so be it. You know, you put that shit all over Twitter and people don't even tune in. They're like, what's this? Oh, yeah, I want some free tickets. All right, yeah. <laughs> I tune in all the time. And speaking of T-shirts, I got to get my shit together with that. I've been uh, kind of slacking because I've gone through two companies right now and I've had the shirts come in and they look like shit. I don't want to hand those out. I know people have said, dude, they're free. Who cares? But I know. It's, I mean, the shirt, one sleeve was longer than the other. And then uh, the the extra larges were, were just really wide, but they were short. Like, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I can't send this shit out. So I got to get on that. All right. We got to get to all the good shit here. Uh, before I do, I want to remind you the sports world is slowly making its way back in the NBA, announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, baseball, and international soccer have all resumed play. And BetOnline has the best odds for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day. So check it out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device. I think it's funny in ads when they say uh, your computer or mobile device. Like you don't know that by now, but anyway. Uh, to log on to receive your welcome bonus, BetOnline.ag. Your online wagering experts. And I know people who have done it, who have gone on betonline.ag, and they've uh, sent me a text and goes, dude, this fucking site's awesome. This is great. So they're having a good time. I've personally heard from people who are enjoying betonline.ag. One more, gentlemen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind you this as many times as I can. You know, you don't want to snag the bag. Uh, your significant other probably doesn't want to f- fun, um, fumble through all that hair to get to the goods. You know what I'm saying? You got to trim that shit up. It's 2020. Nobody's looking for the 80s bush. They don't want it. Start taking notes right now, gentlemen, because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And they spend 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. You can see all the shit that you missed. And go back and get it. So many people have written in stories about how the lawnmower 3.0 has changed their life. They even included pics so I could see the smoothness for myself. <laughs> and they aren't kidding. She's just like, all right. My wife's like, why are you getting dick pics? I'm like, ah, it's just people showing me that uh, their life has changed. You know, lawnmower 3.0. Listen up, folks. Get 20% off free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping with the code armchair. Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. All right. So if you haven't heard by now, Yasiel Puig, apparently the Orioles and other teams have uh, thrown out some money at him and said, hey, we want you to play on our team. And the Orioles are clearly in need of outfielders. And with Dwight Smith Jr. and Anthony Santander probably having Corona all up in that shit, 
I think it's probably a good idea that the Orioles did say, hey, Pui, we love you. Come on. Hopefully uh, he decides to do that. If you don't remember, Puig last year was on the Reds, hopped over to the Indians as a part of that Trevor Bauer trade. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it was like in the middle of a game that Puig got traded. I think it was like like the beginning of the game. And they're announcing like, yeah, but you got traded. You know, and somebody ran out. They're like, no, Puig, come back in. You're done. You're Take off that jersey and we're going to need those cleats and you know, he was like in his boxers walking back to the dugout. And of course, we know before that, Puig was with the Dodgers. I think, what, like six years or something like that. Uh, the guy's fun to watch. He is fun to watch. I tweeted that out. I, I enjoy him. He's, a, he's an exciting player. He hustles. Uh, he, he can bat. He can steal bases. He, he's quick in the outfield. He's got a hell of an arm. Why not? Look, I love my Orioles, but they're not exactly the most exciting team to watch I'll always watch them no matter who's on the team but of course it's more fun when you have some exciting players and and again the Orioles best player Trey Mancini for obvious reasons will not be playing this year so why not all for a guy like Puig bring in some entertainment he's got quite the personality he's got a little bit of a drive in wanting to uh, show other players I'm not scared of you it won't be a problem. He you know comes on the Orioles and just starts wrecking shit and wanting to fight pitchers all the time. But why not? You know, if the Orioles can get Puig for a good amount, for a good offer, for the money they want to spend, why not? You know, it, it, we're in a rebuild. It's not like we're uh, exactly looking for the perfect pieces to get us to that World Series. And I know some people are saying, well, because the, the Orioles have no interest in uh, in Mountcastle. Look, you got to remember, Mountcastle doesn't have a big arm, so he's not exactly going to be someone that the Orioles are, are going to be interested in the outfield, at least things that I'm seeing. You know, so I, I don't know, could be wrong about that, but I, I still think we're obviously going to see Mountcastle and some others that we've all been looking at. So I'm excited to see if Puig winds up being an Oriole, I will be happy. I'll be excited to see that. <laughs> I've always thought the guy was extremely entertaining. I remember years ago, um, shit, what's his name? Mike, uh, Harold Reynolds on MLB Network was saying when, when Puig first came in the league, he said, this guy's going to change baseball, you know, I, because of his excitement. But I, I don't know if, if that's the case now. And I think a lot of people maybe had Puig overrated of how he was going to play, but he's still a damn fine player. So like I said, if he's an Oriole, I will be happy, and uh, hopefully that can get done because the Orioles do need help in the outfield. Especially with Santander and then Dwight Smith down for the count for, for who knows who how long. And, and if it's COVID and they're fine and they just stay away from everyone for two weeks, we'll see him again soon. And the Orioles this week, have you uh, been watching? I think uh, Rock and Dan Connolly and some other people are just recording videos on their phone just uploading it to Twitter, watching uh, some plays with the intra-squad uh, intra games this past week. Not sure why the Orioles won't live stream these games. You know, not doing it is kind of a bad look, in my opinion. With technology these days, they should be taking care of the fans, especially with all the shit show that went on these past few months and how we had to wait till July. And regardless... Get the fans involved in the game. And I hate giving the Yankees props, but I think they're live streaming it. I don't think they're doing anything on their network. I think they're just uh, um, doing some stuff on their website, I think. is what I read. Could be wrong, but fuck, I'm giving the Yankees props here. 
It's the last thing I want to do, but they're doing it. Again, any way you can get the fans involved in the game, do it, especially with technology these days. What's the problem? Like I said, Rockabaco, Dan Connolly, all the uh, Dubrov, they're all recording it from their phone and uploading it. Have some intern or somebody stand down on the field, hold their phone up, live stream it on the Facebook page or Twitter page, however it is you want to do it. There you have it, just to get the fans involved, but you don't even do that. It's almost like, I didn't want this season to happen anyway. Screw it. I don't care. And now we're finding out Masson's not televising home games during spring training. That's dog shit. That is complete dog shit. What are you doing? Nobody watches that network anyway unless there's a game. Let's be honest about that. Have you ever turned on Masson uh, Network at like 8 o'clock on a weeknight when there's no baseball? You're watching some soccer game that aired back in like 96 or there's some old guy who's hooked up to an oxygen tank interviewing some guy who used to bowl back in like 1986 and he was talking about how (laughs) his career started I probably should know the guys I'm a sports fan but sometimes I'll watch it for like a minute and I'm like what is this who's watching this put the goddamn game on any way you can I just think that that is a, a terrible look for the Orioles and Masson. I, I don't know. But from what I've seen with these games that they're playing, intra-squad, Nunez hit a bomb. Austin Hayes hit a bomb. Uh, the other day, Cobb had a good outing. So, you know, <laughs> from uh, you know all of them up in the press box and they're recording on their phones and, and the, the tweets I'm reading, just every now and then, <laughs> see how the players are playing. I know... Uh, um, Ashley Rud, uh, Rushman. Oh, Ashley. What the hell? Let's try that again. Adley Rushman. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't said his name in a while, you know? It's a uh, tough name. You know, trying to pronounce Kerstead. Finally got that in order. And now I'm calling Rushman Ashley. Come on, get your shit together, Nate. But I saw a video of him, but he just walked. Saw someone post the other day about Richie Martin stating that uh, a lot of people are underestimating the Orioles. <laughs> no shit. I love Richie, but let's... You know, don't talk too much shit before the season. But what do you think he's going to say? He's going to sit there, hey, look, uh, between you and I, you know, talking to the reporter who's ever uh, interviewing him, this team sucks. This is going to be bad. This is going to be real bad. We're just going to try to get through it, and thank God it's only 60 games. I couldn't sit through another 162-game season. Of course, he's going to be like, yeah, man, we're great. People are underestimating us. Watch. Watch what we do. <laughs> I saw some comments like, why, why is he saying that when he knows it's not true? What the, you know, what do you think he's going to say, you jackass? <laughs> the people who are like, I'm disappointed in him for not being honest. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And then I also love seeing that the uh, the MLB will supply teams with pre-recorded crowd noise to pump into empty stadiums. I love it. I, I said that weeks ago. I think that's exactly what should happen. You hit a home run. I mean, in Camden Yards, you hit a home run, turn up the crowd noise. And it, you know, to be honest, I think a lot of stadiums and all sports do that. I mean, you've heard rumors of uh, Seattle in uh, the, their football stadium about how a lot of coaches of the other team makes some comments about how they swear they're they're uh, putting crowd noise through the speakers. Although that could have been just Harbaugh. Harbaugh seems to complain about a lot of shit, but doesn't everybody who's competitive in sports? But I love it. You know, I'm thinking in Camden Yards. I guess if they play the Red Sox or the Yankees, they're going to have to use the same crowd noise for when the Orioles hit. You know, there's cheering. Because most of the time when the Yankees hit a home run in Camden Yards, you feel like you're in Yankee Stadium. 
But I wonder if they're going to get corny, too. If the other team makes a big play, they're going to be, boo. <laughs> I think that would be a little corny. So I love it. I don't know why people are like, that, that's not, that's not going to work. Why? Shut up. You just like to complain about shit. That's all it is. People on Twitter just complaining. What can I complain about? Do, 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 do. You know, they're going through everything. Oh, I complain about that. I like it. Gets the fans pumped up. Any way to try to make things seem a little normal. You know, like when I saw the video of Nunez just crushed it in uh, left center. It was weird seeing him just trot around the bases. Because you know, when the games start, you're like, that's exactly how it's going to be. So the Orioles schedule came out. First five games on the road. Boston, then Miami. Uh, Whatever. I mean, you know, Boston is always a uh, a fun team to play. All the shit talking. And some people were thinking, uh, I know the Red Sox were one of the teams that offered some money to Puig. And (laughs) I don't think... Boston's going to be the team for Puig. If you've seen some shit that's come out lately in the news and social media news, all that good shit, and Adam Jones talking about his experience with Boston, I wouldn't be surprised if Puig's like, I'm going to pass on Boston right now. Just not the town I want to go play in. So I don't don't think we're going to have to worry about Puig going to Boston. But John Means, opening day starter, obviously. I mean, I I was assuming that's who it was going to be. He earned it. Uh, Hyde said that in Thursday night's intra-squad game, Means fastball was 93 to 94 miles per hour. And that he also threw some excellent curves. So he's obviously been working on shit. So throwing 94 and then he's got that wicked changeup. He might have uh, some more success this year. I love it. So I'm excited to see Means start the season. And, <laughs> you know, with... The virus and everything going on, you want everyone to wear their mask and stay in, and I'm sure the managers, everyone's going to be difficult to try to get the players to stay the fucking side because they don't want them going to clubs or bars or getting sick. Everyone's trying to do what they can do to get the season started. Well, the Blue Jays are like, yeah, okay, we're not fucking around here. $750,000 fine and possibly jail time if we, <laughs> if we see any players outside their ballpark or hotel. Holy shit. Toronto was like, all right, this is how we're we're locked and loaded. We're going to put this shit to rest real quick. (laughs) Good for them. Good for them. They got a lot of money invested in these guys. They got a a shit ton of money invested in the team. Why not? I'd say the same thing. Look, how much money I'm paying you? You better sit your ass in the hotel room and not go anywhere. Trying to, I was thinking the other day, like, which Orioles player would be the one to go out and party? You know, it would be the uh, the wild one. I, I couldn't really think. I mean, you know, guys like Hunter Harvey, you know, he, he seems laid back. A lot of people are like, he seems like he likes to party. Yeah, because he's got a mullet. But it, to me, he seems, you know, he'd be the guy who just relaxed in his room. He'd be drinking some Bush Light, watching drag racing videos on YouTube, be in bed by 10, 11 o'clock, no problem. And yes, I think he would be watching drag racing videos and drinking Bush Light because he's got a mullet. That's exactly right. You know, you're stereotyping. Yep, anyone who's got a mullet, I think they uh, drink Bush Light and love drag racing. You know, working on trucks. Sorry. <laughs> That's just what it looks like. And then Wojciechowski, I picture him being in the room with, with uh, Hunter Harvey. Those guys just hanging out. 
But I don't, I don't see any uh, strict rules that the Orioles have put out getting the players to stay the hell inside. But Toronto, they were just like, all right, listen up. And, of course, we got all the uh, cliche sport jokes about being tied for first going into uh, August. All the all the cliche shit. Uh, you know, the Orioles, I mean, that's like every season. You know, after after the first game of the season, if the Orioles win, everyone's like, Orioles in first place. All the silly, cliche comments. But it's true. The Orioles, first time in baseball history that every single team is still going to be in the running going into August. You know, I see all those funny jokes as well. Orioles are 1,000 to 1 odds, winning it all. Vegas.com. Shit, I'll throw $10 down on that because this year is such a crazy, insane year with just nutty shit happening. This would be the year that the Orioles would win it all. This kind of year. <laughs> so you better believe, shit, I might throw $20 on there. <laughs> make make a little, uh, get a little gas money for the week, you know? Make some loot. I've been dumping a lot of shit into my house lately, and I don't want to continue to jinx it or go down a rabbit hole with this. But this year, like I said, fucking sucks. And everything in the house I've been putting money on with outside, inside, just, I don't know. Please make this year go away. But Brandon Hyde, when asked about the schedule, he says, listen, I just want to start playing. I don't care who we play. I'm worried about us. I'm concerned about other teams. When I say he's, it sounded bad when I'm worried about it. He's just saying he's just worried about the Orioles. He said, I'm not concerned about other teams. But, you know, I read that, you know, just a typical cookie cutter answer. So boring. That's how it always is with uh, interviewing managers and players. As much as I love sports, even like on the radio, sports radio. 1057 will be like, coming up. We're going to have Austin Hayes. Come on. You don't want to miss that interview. And I love Austin Hayes. But it's just the same cookie cutter, boring interview. Any sports player, any manager, there's probably I could count on one hand. Or maybe two hands. Then I'm starting to think about it. But, you know, I'm thinking back in the past 30 years of just interviews from current players where you're like, holy shit, I can't believe he said that. <laughs> You know, shit that gets out of hand. But it's always the same boring shit. I, I never watch that shit. I don't. I'll read about some of their quotes that they said, and that's it. Move on. I don't go, ooh, you hear who they're going to have on the radio? But for once, I'd love to hear, like, a manager say, yep, yeah, yeah, I saw the schedule. Marlins look weak. Boston is all bark, no bite. I'm sure we can kick their ass. He just keeps going on down the schedule. Yankees are all talk. Hopefully we can kick them in the mouth in front of their fans. <laughs> just go rogue. You know, he wouldn't get fired. Everyone would be like, hell yeah, Hyde. I like it. <laughs> uh, saw a quote, Hunter Harvey. He says his secondary pitches are game ready. He said even if the season wasn't cut short, he'd been at full go health-wise. There you go. Hunter Harvey's ready. So where will they be after the first week? I don't know. They could get swept by Boston. It's so funny when the Orioles open up the season or play Boston. It, it, it's so weird. No matter how good Boston is or how bad they are, and vice versa with the Orioles, you just never know. I mean, divisional games, no matter what sport it is, you just never know how it's going to go. But the Orioles seem to do well when they open up the season with Boston, so they could be 5-0 and after the first week. I mean, obviously the Marlins, they're uh, they're down there with the the Orioles and speaking of the odds a thousand to uh what the hell was this oh yeah I forgot I was watching uh I was watching the UFC fight pulled up my phone yeah I love it 
I was live streaming the uh, the UFC fight. Anyway, I'm a UFC fan. So uh, the other teams, uh, Orioles, 1,001 odds. Detroit Tigers, 1,001. And the Miami Marlins are 1,001. And obviously the uh, the teams like Yankees, 3-1 to one odds. Dodgers are 6-1 to one odds. And then the Astros, 7-1. to one. Braves, 12-1. to one. Phillies, 16-1. to one. Nationals, 16-1. to one. Mets, 18-1. to one. Yeah, those are all the teams that we got to see during the season. So I don't know what the $20 that I'm going to put down for the Orioles, how that's going to work out. Uh, now, with the uh, Nick Marcakis story I was saying earlier, <laughs> and again, you know, he opted out, and I, I completely respect what he said because there's, again, a lot of people are taking this virus seriously like they should. But here's what Nick said. Uh, he says, I'm at the point in my career where I'm not chasing the money. I'm not chasing any of that. I want to win and have fun. But it's at a point in time this game is about having fun and to have to go out there and play in front of an environment with no fans, it's just it's not baseball to me. It's not how I was brought up in the game. It's all about the fans. The fans are what make it this whole operation run. I think I fucked that up. Anyway. And to have to go out there and not have them part of it, it's tough. To me, baseball is baseball, but that's not baseball without fans in the ballpark. You know, there you go. He's basically saying he doesn't have to chase the money he's at his uh, the point in his career where he's like you know i can basically do what i want and and i don't want to i don't want to play this season but anyway when he was on the orioles i think this was like 2011 and again i hate bragging about the seats that i have (laughs) those seats you know front row or it's uh second row no it's front row yeah um god haven't been to a game for a while that's how long it's been Sitting right next to the dugout with the Orioles. And if you don't believe me, the uh, game in 2012, and I think it was September 6th, when they played the Yankees, hit three home runs in the bottom of the eighth. You can see me when Chris Davis is running to first. I'm actually standing up on the camera. There's a camera well, and there's two bars in front. Well, I was standing up on those bars just going nuts, taking off my shirt and all sorts of shit. And you can see that if you go back and look at that video. Anyway. Enough bragging about where you're sitting at, Nate. So the Orioles were down by 11 runs, and the or- it was the bottom of the eighth. And I, I forget who they were playing, but they scored like seven runs that inning. I mean, it was you know it wasn't that close of a game, but when late in the game the other team scores seven and just completely ends it, you just want to go home. So when the Orioles were coming, uh, they were running in the dugout. I said something like, man, this sucks. You know, I just started getting negative for obvious reasons. And somebody behind me was like, man, you can't talk negative like that. And I'm sitting there going, dude, the Orioles are down by 11 with two innings left. So I was being sarcastic and I stood up and, and said, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the positivity. So I stood up. And again, I'm only about six feet from the Oriole players. Like I could almost reach out and grab them as they're running down in the dugout. You don't want to do that because you get kicked out and probably never come back again. Although the usher is 180 years old and he wouldn't be able to throw me out at that point. Anyway, so I stand up and I start clapping, being a smart ass going, come on, Orioles, you only need 11 runs to tie it. You can do this. Let's go as I'm clapping. And again, just trying to be a smart ass because the asshole behind me is trying to tell me that I'm being negative, even though they're down by 11. So as the Orioles, so Adam Jones kind of gives me a look. Adam and Nick always used to run in together. And Nick just, I'm not kidding, he stopped on the first step 
stared over at me, and the look that he gave me, the hair on my balls stood up. And he just glared at me, which felt like 20 minutes, and it was probably only a second or two. And I'm like, holy shit, Nick's about to jump over this fence and kick my ass right now. I think he was done with the game. He was frustrated. He wasn't having a good game. And then you got some smart ass jumping up, clapping, going, come on, guys, only 11 more runs. You can do this. So Marquecas almost kicked my ass because there was a smart ass behind me. <laughs> I was trying to make a point. So that wasn't fun. I was like, yeah. So that rest of the season, every time I went to the game, I was just kind of like, Trying to cheer for Nick so he could hear me, no matter even if he struck out. But then when I was cheering for him, even if he struck out, I'm like, oh, he's probably thinking there's that smart ass again. <laughs> so that was my uh, Nick Marcakis experience. Was not happy with me. Now I don't blame him. I don't blame him. So a lot going on with the Orioles. You know, the the, the season's starting. Uh, you've got Santander and uh, Dwight Smith. Everyone's kind of wondering what's going on with that. Hopefully, again, COVID's not spreading through the Orioles organization. You got Puig. What's going to happen with that? So here we go. And again, I'd love to hear from you guys. Any over-underrated movies, TV shows? And if you want, like I said, fuck it. Talk about some players. You can hit me up, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Anytime. Love to hear from you guys. Till next time. See you.